0: You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. It's me, Kristen LaFrance. Are you ready to nom on some e-com news? Because I am. Today we are gonna be talking about, yup, Shopify again. I know guys, but they just keep dropping stuff that we gotta cover. So we're gonna talk about this new partnership between Shopify and Facebook. We're going to talk about a few things that the company dropped at Shopify Unite. And then we are going to move on to two really fun stories, a recessed CBD soda releasing reality wear along with three new flavors and this new trend of DTC entering TV. So grab your napkin, grab your fork. Let's get to this. we got a lot to cover today. So first, Shopify and Facebook partnering together. This is pretty big news. So, now as a business, you'll be able to actually set up a shop on your Facebook or Instagram profile. And as a consumer, really, you'll be able to browse and buy products directly from these channels. And while that sounds like something that's already available, if you really think about the experience of getting an ad on Instagram and you swipe up, then you are sent to a website and you can go through the checkout process. And it's really not very native to the app. You are having to do a lot of steps to then get to the checkout. And so now the difference is, You're going to be on your social profiles. You're going to be able to go to your favorite brand and actually buy just right there native on the app. So let's talk a little bit about how Mark Zuckerberg really came up with this idea. In his Facebook Live session, he described this as a way to help businesses that are suffering in the wake of COVID-19, though he did say it will, quote, not undo all of the economic damage. And he also said that this will remain a useful tool after the pandemic. He said, quote, I do think we're going to continue living more of our lives online and doing more business online. And so now small businesses really do have a new channel and consumers have a new experience of purchasing on the app. So really, you are able to create a Facebook shop for free. You upload your catalog, choose the products you want to feature, customize the shop a little bit. And then visitors can just go browse, save, or order products. And, and that little thing of being able to save products, I think, is actually really cool. The number of times I have swiped up on an ad, but just been not right there in the buying mindset, but curious about looking at it later, but then I don't know where it is. I probably forgot the brand. Or I have gone on with the 8 million other things running around in my head and just completely forgot. Since I never got to the checkout, I'm not getting any sort of abandoned cart or anything like that. This is another really cool thing that now consumers can save your product and then when they are back in that mindset, come and buy. Now, this is going to obviously cause a little bit of ripple in the e-commerce world. Really a lot of reactions that are going on here. One of the strongest ones I've seen is kind of this idea of Facebook really owns us and our data now. And especially if you consider that they just acquired Giphy and we all use GIFs to explain how we're feeling. And if you think it's pronounced Jif, then just stop listening now because I cannot say that. Just kidding. Keep listening. Anyways, this idea, I think there are kind of two sides to this argument. There's the one side that is Facebook is a Goliath and they own more data on purchase behavior than arguably anybody else. And that can come with a lot of risk to our security. It can be a loss of ownership of that data for DTC brands themselves and you no longer as a brand have this unified checkout where everything is going through your site and you're able to see all that data. So there's a lot of questions on who's going to own that data, how is Facebook going to use it? Will that data at all be then transferred back to the brand so they can continue to optimize this channel or not? I don't think there are clear answers out there, but it is something to really think about as a brand. And so I really understand why the e-commerce world kind of reacted to this news with like, "Oh god, they're at it again and now they own us completely." And from advertising to now, check out, they have a massive stake in all of our businesses. And while I agree that there is a danger here, there is something else to consider. As consumers, this is actually a really awesome thing. Okay, and blanket statement, right? That's not for everybody. But imagine you are a consumer as you are, and you have no connection to e-commerce. You don't know any of these things that we're talking about. And you are on Instagram. And this is something that has happened to me multiple times in a week. So I'm just going to use a personal example. I'm on Instagram. Okay. I'm a really big fan of the company Bloom. I use their meltdown for acne and it helps keep my volcano Christie zits, my mountain ranges a little bit less peaky on my forehead and I love it. And I'm really close to running out. And it's one of those things that I want to order again, but I have ADHD and what is life? And right now, what is time? And I forget almost everything I think of in a moment. So multiple times I've been on Instagram, I've been going through my feed, I see a picture of Bloom, I'll see the product meltdown and I'll be like, oh, right, I need to go buy that. Even sometimes I've gone to the site, but then I'm on my phone and I don't have my credit card saved on my phone, but I do on my desktop. So then I'm like, okay, next time I'm at my computer, I'll just remember to go order this. You know where this is going. It has been now two weeks and I still have not reordered, even though I have full intention to. And I'm going to do it today after I record this because I've talked about it so much. And I love you, Bloom. Anyways, back to the story. Now the difference is I was clearly in the buying mindset, but there were so many steps that took me out of that buying mindset that when I got to the product page, it was like, ah, this has gotten a little bit too difficult. And I want to get back to scrolling on Instagram, right? And so now you can be scrolling on Instagram, see that. And I could have gone, oh, right, I need to buy that right now. And because Shopify has my information, they can load it up and buy it all without having to leave the app and get back to my scrolling really quickly. And then you know what? That order is also going to pop up in the shop app and I will have everything done and I would have never had to leave my phone or the site. So something I really want to encourage you as you're growing your brand and you're seeing these new releases and you're seeing the rules changing in e-commerce every week is Always consider the side of the consumer. Yes, it might not be the perfect situation for you and tracking this channel might be a little bit difficult. And yes, Facebook owns all of our data. And yes, Facebook owns the world. And that is something that on a societal level, we do need to think about. But on the minuscule moments of the day and the strategies that you're making, if this is something that makes it more enjoyable for your customers to buy from you, then it is a good Thing. There is a positive to it. And so you need to focus on that side and build your approach around that. All right. Now, on to Shopify Reunite. I'm not going to go super in depth into this because we have talked a lot about Shopify. They released a lot of stuff and it's interesting, but honestly, nothing that made me just really want to chow down for a long time. So I'm just going to give you a quick review of the things they dropped. They unveiled a business account and a debit card called Shopify Balance which is really awesome. They found that a lot of their merchants were actually just using their personal bank accounts to run their business as you have to do when you're a small business. But now they're saying, you know what, you can actually run through our financial program, which is catered towards small businesses, unlike a lot of banks, where it's really hard to get the finances you need if you are a small business. My dad is a contractor to Costa Home Improvements. and. He uses Wells Fargo and has had over the years, I just know so many, so many issues with that. So, to have something like this, to have finances that are based around small businesses and connected right into your store, and there's a nice dashboard and everything works for your business is going to be really nice. They also have a buy now, pay later option called Shop Pay Installments, which is a competition to something like a firm. Especially in today's crisis, people are a little bit lower on money. And if there are things they need to buy, if there are bigger purchases that are needed to make, you can now make them and you can offer this directly to your customers without having to partner with another third party and give them the option to pay over a time period with no fees. And then they've got a new local delivery product. So obviously, a lot of customers are now ordering from small businesses in their area because they want to support the city they're in. And so they've really worked on improving that local delivery option for Shopify retailers. They also announced its AI-powered fulfillment network is now accepting merchant applications. So that's a really big and exciting thing to see how Shopify is entering into their fulfillment network. That was a really, really quick rundown, but there will be links in the show notes to go read more about that. It's just a little bit of nitty gritty detail, and I don't want to make you listen to me when you could go listen to Toby actually talk about it with Mark on their livestream, So make sure if you're curious about those drops, go ahead to the show notes and read some more. Okay, now to our fun Shopify, not that I don't love you, but this stuff is a lot more fun. First, we're going to talk about Recess releasing reality wear, which Recess, if you do not know, is a CBD soda company. Their original tagline was, quote, an antidote to modern times they have gotten a lot of praise for their branding, for their approach, for their community building. And really, this is one of those, you know, silver lining in a crisis. For them, that original tagline, an antidote to modern times, really does hold even more meaning today during the crisis, where we've all been forced to take a collective breath and slow down. And so last week, they actually released an entire collection of clothing, and three new flavors, coconut lime, blood orange, and blackberry, which I absolutely cannot wait to try. And there's something really interesting I want to talk about here. A lot of companies will do kind of swag, where you send a t-shirt with the brand name on it, and that's about it. Recess has gone really far to create very interesting apparel and items that are actually speaking to the value of the brand and to the messages that the people who love Recess are connecting with. And this really is just brand and value extension. If I am wearing a recessed shirt, it's not just because I love the taste of the drink. I'm sharing a message. I'm letting the world know that this is something that I value. Think about it like this. If you are walking down the street and you see one guy in a recessed shirt that has the tagline, an antidote to modern times on it, and you see a guy wearing a monster energy shirt right next to him you automatically have some understanding of who these people are and what they value and what they care about. That is the true power of brand. Now, I want to wrap this story. Day Jobs is the marketing company that ran their social and their co-founder, Ryan Harmon, said, quote, we think the future of brands are exactly that, richly layered narrative worlds that reward people who continue to interact with it. The further you explore the brand world, the more interesting it becomes. And I think that is the future of DTC right there. Consumers want to connect with the narratives and values of brands, and they want to get deeper with brands. We've even compared them to the new religion for some people. So this is a really interesting way that Rhesus has taken that idea and said, how do we get our customers who already love us, who already talk about us, to get even deeper with the brand? And they did so with apparel, and it is doing really well for them. All right. Now, lastly. This is a topic I never would have expected we'd be talking about, but DTC brands are entering TV commercials. Falling TV ad prices are luring in these brands to shift spending away from digital and onto TV. Just some facts about this. The coronavirus has led many traditional TV advertisers to cancel campaigns, which has then lowered the cost of being able to get into TV. And it's an opportunity for digital first advertisers to enter this new channel at a cost that was not able to before. If you think about common high bidding advertising, you've got the travel industry, sports industry, car industry, which they will never stop doing advertisements, we know. But there's a lot of these really big advertiser spendings that right now it's not really worth for them to spend a lot of money advertising products that people don't need or can't use. So that means that there's a big opportunity for companies to actually start testing out TV and see if it even warrants moving more money over to it. Manscaped, one of my absolute favorite companies ever, men's grooming company, they were able to actually run ads with ABC's 2020. According to Joey Kovac, senior director of marketing at Manscaped, he said, this weekly news show wasn't on our radar to test. Historically, a primetime spot on ABC can be pretty expensive but with the state of the current market, it allowed us to test a few things like that that we probably typically would have passed on. Very interesting. Lively, which is a bra mostly company, they actually, upon the pandemic, had to scrap their entire marketing push that was centered around summer vacation. And then they switched to really promoting kind of loungewear, bralettes, comfy bras. Ladies, I don't know about you, but I've bought three new bras within quarantine that are much more comfortable than my other ones because I'm at home all the time. Founder of Lively, Michelle Codero Grant, said, quote, our business definitely declined that first week. But then when we came together as a team, we said, okay, let's talk to our community. What do they want? And what we realized is that our product is actually what they wanted and what they need. So I had to highlight this because first, what they did as a company is they actually said, okay, wait everything's going on. Let's go talk to the customers. Let's go talk to our community and figure out right now, despite our products, despite what we sell, what do you need? And they found out that their customers were saying, "Ah, my my bras are all uncomfortable and I'm at home all the time. And if I'm having to wear a bra to a Zoom meeting, I don't want it to be uncomfortable anymore. And so then they really went and they just... They created an ad. They were lucky that they had already kind of started investigating TV ads. so They had some nice creative ready. And they reported that the TV campaign has generated more than 20 million new impressions for the website and has also boosted sales from email and SMS by 20% week over week. L- let's just talk about the power of email and SMS there. You get more people in the funnel. And if your email and SMS is actually doing a good job of converting people, then you're going to see a win-win. So now I kind of want to talk about why are other brands hesitant? We're seeing this big drop in prices. People are expecting it's going to be flooded with DTC, but it's really only a few brands kind of testing this out. Um, First, many DTC brands are in financial trouble and just do not have the option to shift budget to something new like this. Understandable. Um, Next a lot of brands don't want to seem like they are taking advantage of the situation, and that is a really good reason to be hesitant, but take the lesson from Lively and go talk to your customers to figure out, is there a way you can start advertising and messaging in a way that's not taking advantage of the situation? Really be true to yourself, be true to your brand values, be true to your customers, and remember that we are all humans behind the screen. Um, next, it's really hard to track and measure. Ugh. DTC, we loved attribution. We love tracking every little moment, but here is the truth of the matter. Alan Burt, who is the CEO of at Blue Stout, has, I think, the best metaphor for this, and he says, the buying journey is not a straight path. It is normally a Candyland-type experience. You go up, you go down. You see an ad, you go to the website, you don't sign up for the newsletter, but then you see somebody on social, post it, and then you go sign up for the newsletter, and then you get an email, and then you go check out, and then you abandon the cart, and then you come back, and then you see another ad. Maybe, you see a TV ad. And finally, at some point, something out of our control as an operator clicks in the customer's head and they're ready to buy. And so while tracking and measuring and attribution is hugely important, at the same time, you have to be able to step back and consider a little bit of longer term, bigger motives. Even if you can't perfectly track it, if you are getting a much broader audience in, because of a TV spot, then you can start tracking things down the line. So, don't let the fear of attribution hold you into a creative lock. Um, And then lastly, the reason is just because these companies don't have creative ready. Excuse me. Um, Making a TV ad takes a lot of creative work. It takes a team. It takes a staff. And right now, if you can't bring those people together and make an ad, then yeah, it's really hard to enter the TV scene. Now, I did see a quote that said, you know, a lot of these companies don't want to pull together a crappy iPhone shot ad to put on TV right now and do some damage to their brand. On that note, just remember that right now, nothing is normal. The rules for everyone are upended. So the opportunities really are ripe. If you're willing to break your own playbook a little bit, get out of your lockdown test something crazy. Customers are also right now pretty forgiving brands that are trying to do best by the people. So that is our nom for today. Lots of really interesting stuff happening in e-commerce. I cannot wait to get back with you guys next week. You know, as much as I love Shopify, hopefully next week we don't have to talk about them, but they're over there stutting. So, you know, if they do, we'll nom it up. Thanks again for joining me guys. I will see you next week. Howdy, howdy, boys.